Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. If you would like more information about First Baptist Church of Silva, please visit firstbaptistsilva.com. You're not from around here, are you? You put your head down as you check your mail and quickly try and return back to the house. Are you? Now what you want to say is, ordinarily I wouldn't be caught dead here, but you don't. And you look him in the eye and say, no sir, I'm not from around here. And as you turn back to your house, you can feel this strange neighbor's eyes boring into the back of your skull as you return back to a house that does not feel like your home. You felt like you had no choice. You've had to make your home in a place that feels nothing like where you grew up The new landscape you find yourself in is unrecognizable to the home you once knew. And as a result, you are angry about what you have lost. You are depressed by all that has changed. You are grieving inside and out. You feel completely out of place, like a stranger in a strange land. The people around you, they are different from you, very different. They value things you do not value. The culture feels pagan and ungodly. You feel lost and that you have lost. You don't see much of a future for yourself or your family in the land in which you now find yourself. The local restaurant makes it seem just like a perfect description of how you feel. The Waffle House. Scattered. Smothered. Covered. You look down at what you've collected from your mailbox and you have two letters. First letters from someone back home that you know and trust. Someone who knows you. Someone who knows what you've been through. The author of this letter has credibility and authority. You will give it your attention. It reads, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel to everyone who feels like they are living in exile from home. This letter is to everyone who feels like they live in a foreign land and are utterly defeated. Do not, I repeat, do not settle into your new home. Do not be content with your circumstances. Do not submit to the rules or culture of an ungodly people. God wants you to resist the evil forces around you. Resist and do not give in. God wants you to fight and to not give up. Plot the downfall of the people who are in the majority and that you despise. Engage in guerrilla warfare. Learn the practices of terror. 
Hone your skills for political mischief and civil unrest. Teach your children to be suspicious of those around them. Keep them separate from other children and do not let them marry or build homes in your foreign land. It will, better, it will be better for you to die than to live a life of assimilation. Sow seeds of discord in the towns and communities you now find yourself. Withhold your affection and support for the tyrants and authorities that are in control. These authorities should be dead to you just as certainly as they are dead to the one true God. Do not participate in the life of their community. Be shrewd and judicious with your engagement with them. Trust no locals. Remember, if the community around you goes up in flame, your cause is just and your side is winning. Be strong. The author concludes, be strong, resist, and fight. It's a convincing argument, you think, as you stand there with your heart pounding in your chest. It seems to be precisely what you want to hear. Perhaps the right way to engage with this strange new world is to fight back, to allow one's anger to direct one's path. I mean, think about it. The privilege that you always enjoyed has been stolen. The influence that you once had is gone. The status that you had once been given in the culture has evaporated. And deep down inside, you feel traumatized and you want vengeance. Fighting at all costs feels like the right thing to do because you have grown to despise your neighbor. And you relish to put them in their place. But as you think about this, you remember that you have another piece of mail. This letter, too, is from someone back home that you know and trust. Someone who knows you. Someone who knows what you've been through. This author also has credibility and authority. You will give it your attention. It reads, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to everyone who feels like they are living in exile from home. This letter is to everyone who feels like they live in a foreign land and feel utterly defeated. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Don't be discouraged and do not rage at your new neighbors. Instead of opposing the authorities in the land in which you now find yourself, build a life for yourself alongside them. Instead of fighting your enemies and winning back your power to return home to reestablish your identity, settle in and become good community members. Don't let your current reality get you down. Do not wither up and die or burn with anger because of your defeats. Instead, flourish and grow as a people. 
Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give all your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. Make a life for yourself because God is your God even when you are in exile, even when you feel persecuted, even when everything you value and hold dear has been stolen from you. Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare, you will find your welfare. Instead of seeing your community as your loathed enemies, pray for them. Pray for your neighbors. Care for their children. Share the fruits of your harvest with them. Lend them an egg or a cup of sugar when they are in need. Yes, you will feel like a stranger in their midst. Their home is not your home. It's true. But just because you are a remnant doesn't give you license to hate those who represent a different way of life. You may vehemently disagree with those you work with, go to school with, live next to. Regardless, you should always seek what's best for them. Be a blessing not a threat. It won't always be like this, the author says. But while it is, live peaceably and be a good neighbor. Which letter will you listen to? Which letter will direct your path? Because both letters are in your mailbox. You may choose the letter that justifies your feelings. Maybe the one that feeds your outrage and gives you permission to seek vengeance. But the letter that you keep, it may just be the one that sounds like God's voice and not your own. Interestingly, the prophet Isaiah warned about the first letter. The Bible has Jeremiah saying, don't let the prophets and diviners who are among you deceive you. And do not listen to the dreams that they dream, for it's a lie. It is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, says the Lord. Jeremiah warned the people that false prophets would suggest that there would be an immediate deliverance from their circumstances. There were those who were circulating word and letters that said, if you fight, if you rise up, you will be able to reclaim your homeland. That's not what Jeremiah says. Jeremiah tells them to stop pining for the things they've lost. He's clear 
The exiles are going to be there for a while. 70 years to be exact. Two generations in exile. Aliens. Resident strangers in a strange land. So, he tells them, be good neighbors. Make good with what you've got, he tells them. Embrace the good in your current circumstances and strive for prosperity for yourselves and the homeland that you now find yourselves in. You can still honor and serve God while you are in exile. Jeremiah even promises that when you call upon God, he will hear you. For as it turns out, there's cell coverage in the strange land that you find yourselves in. They still deliver God's mail. For thus says the Lord, only when Babylon's 70 years are completed will I visit you, and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm give you a future with hope. Then, when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. Jeremiah wants his countrymen and women to have faith. For faith means believing that God is at work for good even when things are bad. For we remember that when Jesus had an important message to give a world that was worth damning, he shared with them that he came not to destroy, not to burn down, not to take over, but to save. Tell me, which letter would Jesus write? Which letter did Jesus live? Y'all, you've been given two very different letters with two very different messages about what to do. We are all living in exile. This is not our homeland. It is not our forever home. So which letter will you keep? Which letter will you put on the refrigerator? Which letter will direct your paths? And which letter will you consider junk mail? I honestly don't know which letter you will choose. But please, choose carefully. Because our neighborhoods are at stake. Let us pray. God, we don't like to be exiles. We don't like to live in a place 
and with a people that do not value you or the faith communities that we have built our lives around. And so, God, we confess that it is tempting to hate our neighbors and to plot their downfall. And yet, God, we are convicted that you have been very clear that you direct us to love our neighbors, to pray for the authorities, to be that good Samaritan to those in need, to seek the welfare of the communities that we find ourselves It's not what our heart wants to do, God, and for that, we ask that you might change our heart. Give us the wisdom, God, to discern your voice in the midst of the many messages we receive. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.